1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right,
2: good morning and welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Happy Tuesday. Days of the week are hard. Several of you pointed that out yesterday when I tweeted how much I enjoyed Aaron Rodgers' Monday night press conference, I know it's Sunday, it's difficult, but don't worry. My lack of ability to tell Monday through Sunday will be made up by Tom DeCelestino's bursting confidence, overconfidence, whatever. We love his swagger over Georgia, utterly and totally dismantling TCU. I don't know why, I don't think he went there, I don't think he's a Georgia fan, but there was a whole lot of happiness coming from my cell phone yesterday. Andrew Bogish will join us as well as he always does. Bottom of the hour, give us some some headlines, some updates. I don't know. Maybe pass judgment on Tom and me. Maybe not. We will find out. We'll get into the changes in Arizona. That very, this is a sarcasm alert, very well-run organization, recently extended its GM and head coach. And so obviously in the due course of things, as the seasons change, uh, fired those folks. They gone. And... <laughs> because a comedy of airs is better than a comedy, they're gonna let Kyler Murray have some say into the next head coach. Cool, maybe be Bozo the Clown. Maybe I'll be the next head coach. Give me a break. All right, we'll get into what's going on in Arizona. A-, a final NFL power NFL power rankings of the year is coming up toward the end of the show. Houston Nutt's gonna join us. He's gonna give us some insight on what we saw last night. We've got buy or sell toward the end of the program. A basket bill about LeBron James. We have like seven segments with our names and puns. Maybe we'll get a what to sell in there. Good morning, Tom. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi Tommy. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. So, not a great game. Not only the largest margin of victory in championship history, just the, the largest margin of victory in a bowl game, In history, sixty-five to seven was the final score. But if you turned your television off at some point during the proceedings, and you thought maybe the the final score finished—I don't know, one hundred and thirty-five to seven—you would be well within your rights. Stetson Bennett becomes just the fourth quarterback in history to win consecutive national titles. One of those, my friend Matt Leinart, who won two. But back in the days where you could have a split national championship, Tom. I don't. I have some thoughts. I have a take. I am going to give it here. I just. I just want to understand, because I don't understand, and the audience probably want to understand, the smugness emanating from you yesterday. You were so, didn't you feel bad for TCU and all the fans and the sadness and poor Sonny Dykes? You know, just to, just to prime you, just before you do what you're going to, you know, you're here here is sad, sad Sonny Dykes, the head coach at, at TCU.
0: A loss like this stings, um, but, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the locker room a second ago, just about... You know how far we've come in a year, and what what these guys have been able to accomplish. Really, when nobody outside of our locker room expected it or really believed in them,
2: I feel bad for these guys. Tom, why, why so much why so much joy yesterday? I don't understand. What's wrong? What's the deal, bro? Bill, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. No matter what
3: the score was, we said even if it was sixty five to seven, a fantastic season for the Horned Frogs. They can use this. Even that blowout loss, the worst loss ever in a bowl game. They can use this as a building block. I do not feel bad for Sonny Dykes. They had a fantastic season. They're not in the same tier as Georgia. We knew that going into the game. What did we expect to happen? I was a little smug towards you and Bogus. You guys were championing parity. New blood.
2: Not so much. I enjoyed I, it. I love your commitment to your cause. I, I understand it. It, it I found it really hard to watch. And, and for me, the takeaways are a little bit different. And I'd like to sit here and tell you it was a good game or an entertaining game for even five minutes, but I think from the first moment, it was clear, really from the very start. You saw this of various gamblers on social media bemoaning the fact they took TCU to cover. I mean, at the start of the game, because they were not, as you said, Tom, in the same class. And the distance between Georgia and TCU was absolutely astronomical. And that 65-7 score, it's an accurate rendering of of those two teams and the distance between them. But, for me, the takeaway, there are several, is not that this reinforces the need for a four-team playoff or a limited field— for me, it reinforces the notion that you, you need more teams and that expansion is going to make sense. And that, that may seem counterintuitive. Let me explain. First of all, let's just get the obvious out of the way. And, and, and Tommy, just sit on this in a little bit. Hell of a season for TCU. It is a major building block for that program. They are taking and have taken a gigantic leap under Dykes in his first year at TCU. And the ability to recruit nationally. But forget that. TCU's in Texas you're in Texas, if you're in Florida, if you dominate that state just in terms of headlines and buzz within your own state, you're going to dominate one of the two most fertile places in America for recruiting it for football. You are. To make a national championship game, beat down or not, is going to give you such a head start over Texas, over Baylor, over A&M, over everybody else. And I know right now A&M, under what's-his-name, and I know what his name is. I just don't want to say it because it doesn't deserve to be talked about in a national championship conversation, recruits really well. But you can lose your hold on that, and so it's a hell of a performance for TCU, and the first time, if I'm right, that the Big 12, my former conference, my former conference being where I went to school till Mizzou left, has been in the title game in a national championship. It's a big moment for TCU. But remember, TCU earned their way there. They beat a Michigan team that beat up on an Ohio State team that should have beaten Georgia. The transitive property, as Andrew Bogus tells us, is that Michigan would have gotten even more destroyed in that game. Probably not true because of the talent separation. At a certain point, coaching can only take you so far. TCU belonged to be there. And so if you had a single BCS system, which <clears throat> Tom Celestino, some people have, have advocated for and you had TCU, it wouldn't have gone this way, but for the sake of argument, TCU would play Georgia, and this score would happen. Everyone would have screamed TCU doesn't even belong in a college national championship conversation. They don't belong, they're, they're, they're frauds, but they're, they're not frauds. We know they're not frauds. We saw that they're not frauds. These guys belonged, even if that belonging came up really short against a Georgia team that, by the way, has lost a game in the last two seasons, has dominated opponent, opponents, has had an average scoreline over their back-to-back, their consecutive national championship seasons of 36-16. to 16. This is, this Georgia team, a historically great team. Look, I'm not going to crown them the new Alabama forever. I'm not going to crown them the, the, the dominant force in college football going forward. They're now in that conversation of teams that are, year after year, absolute contenders. They are the alphas, or among them, along with Alabama, still along with Michigan. Still along with Ohio State. And let me remind you, not that long ago, it's competitive, we had Clemson in this conversation. We had Clemson as a team that was surpassing Alabama. And they've fallen by the wayside. It's not easy to maintain. Speaking of Alabama, poor Nick Saban having to sit there and talk about the rise of Georgia. Of all the teams that had a chance to beat Georgia. Because Georgia's beatable. Unlikely. They played their best performance yesterday. They played loose. They did not play like they didn't belong the way that, and I think TCU did, but that those players didn't necessarily believe it the way they played. The best shot, the absolute best shot to beat Georgia this year would have been Alabama. Remember, Missouri almost beat Georgia earlier in the year, my alma mater. Should have beat them, had them, could have beat them, didn't. Georgia's the best team in the country, the best team by a wide margin. They deserve to win the national championship, but they're not unbeatable. Ohio State almost beat them and could have beat them. In the semifinal that got in the national championship game. And Missouri, which is a terrible football program. I can say that. I went to school there. I love that program. They're a joke. Almost tripped up Georgia. Alabama certainly had a chance it could have done it. Alabama wasn't in the college football playoff. Alabama didn't earn its way to a college football playoff. In a 12-team college football playoff, a team like Alabama is going to get in. And the guarantee that Georgia would win does not exist. Probably does, but doesn't exist. Another takeaway from this thing is shame on Michigan. I know TCU looks like the big loser. I understand that they are, TCU, the butt of all the jokes right now. And I guess that's appropriate because they got absolutely and completely destroyed. I, I get it. I understand it. I'm, I, I, if I recover college football day-to-day, and I did that for a short time in my career, and I were assigned a TCU story, I'm sure there'd be some of that in there. But they made it here, and Michigan didn't. Michigan, as I said earlier, beat up on Ohio State in that final Big Ten regular season game. They were a better team than Ohio State. An Ohio State team that that pushed Georgia to the brink in this college football playoff, in this run for Georgia to this championship. What a letdown by Michigan against TCU. What a disappointment by a program under Harbaugh that has emerged as a contender. And what a reminder that as much as the regular season, I know, D-Cell, you love it, and other people do, as much as the regular season in college football feels like a playoff, feels like you can't lose, there's very little margin for error. If you're Alabama or an SEC power, maybe you have a little extra space. If Alabama doesn't lose to a couple games, they're, they're in. But very little margin for error. It's still not the same thing as an actual playoff. It feels different. It is different. The preparation is different. The pressure is different. You're out of your routine. And so a team like Michigan, that is good enough to compete. That would have been good enough on the day that it played Ohio State, had it played that way, to compete maybe against Georgia. That egg they laid against TCU, again, a reminder, you need more teams in there. Because there's the resume that you earn to play for a college national championship. And then there's the ability to bring that resume and all that led to it to bear under the pressure of these kind of games. Give me more teams. Not less. If you believe, and I know many people do, that Georgia was unbeatable. That Georgia is the power in college football. I think we get caught up in the moment sometimes. Especially in college football where obviously these players turn over year after year after year after year. I want to see somebody do it as often as Nick Saban has done it to say they've passed Nick Saban. That's what I want. But if you believe the notion that Georgia, we saw last night, is the favorite next year, that they might win back-to-back-to-back national championships, that they might be unassailable in their place at the top of the mountain in college football. If you want to point to the fact they've lost a single game in the last two seasons, that their margin of victory, as I noted, is absurd over the course of the year, that they just won by the biggest margin in the history of a national championship in college football, or any bowl game, if you want to point out that that beatdown was of epic and brutal proportions in a way that will leave a lasting scar of humiliation on TCU and fear in every other college football program in the country, then you have to also accept the fact that Georgia would have beaten anybody this year. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have a playoff. The fact that nobody else by that level of thinking, I don't share it, but many people do, that Georgia was basically almost unbeatable, that doesn't shame TCU or say that it doesn't, they don't belong or say that any other team shouldn't be there. It means that this is a unique Georgia team and their win over TCU and their win over everybody they would have played and they almost lost to Ohio State just means they were that good. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be 11 other teams or eight other teams competing. It's 11 for me. I'm glad we're going to 12. Playing for a national championship. I'd love to be here talking about the game and how good it was and how remarkable it was. It was a terrible football game to watch. It was a it, it it was and I watched the whole dang thing. It was not easy to do. I mean, poor Sonny Dykes interviewed on his way into the locker room at at, at half. I don't know what the score was. It was thirty some points, but it felt like eighty. You knew it was going to end something like it did, sixty five seven. There was nothing he could say to his team because they knew they'd lost already. Georgia knew they'd lost. Everybody watching knew they had lost. But that's about Georgia's ridiculous excellence in this particular season. It's not, for me, and it shouldn't be for you, about some absolute proof positive, some surety now that we can we can lay claim to that the system, that a playoff of four teams is the reason this happened. It's not. The reason it happened is Georgia was this good, played their perfect game, had the experience, and destroyed an opponent in front of them. Give me more teams. Give me an Alabama to trip up a Georgia. Give me teams that earn their way there. Give me teams that maybe weren't as good in the regular season. By small margins, because that's how college football works. With how exacting you have to be to be one of the final four teams. Give me some other teams. USC in the future. Maybe another Big Ten school. Certainly more SEC schools. Who have an opportunity to have the medal that we saw from TCU against Michigan to trip up the Georgias on the way. I want more teams. I'm excited about the college football playoff. That was a brutal game, and I feel very, very sorry and very, very bad for every TCU fan. And let me close here with two things. Congratulations in a major way to Georgia. It's an incredible, incredible performance. It's an incredible accomplishment. And I'm not raining on the parade. I'm not saying no to the idea that they haven't arrived. Of course they have. I'm not saying that they're not going to be a force going forward. I'm just saying let's not worry about crowning Georgia, the team, of the next 10 years. They've just dominated the last two seasons. That's historically difficult to do. That's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. That's enough. And to TCU, easy for me to say. I didn't get on a plane. I live close. I didn't get on a plane all the way from the Metroplex take off a little time from vacation, spend some money, fly to L.A. And I apologize, by the way, on behalf of Los Angeles, the weather. Rainy, cold. d doesn't want to hear it. He thinks it's funny. It's not funny for the people who showed up. You can't tailgate at the national championship, and there's, and there's no sun. Come on. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that's what you saw. But the groundwork has been laid for something special at TCU. In a four-team playoff, they made it in. In a 12-team playoff? Don't count these guys out going forward. All right, I, I, we'll, get, we'll get back into the national championship, the Georgia beatdown, where we go from here, the state of college football, where Kirby Smart ranks, all that good stuff with our friend Houston Nutt. He's going to join us the top of the next hour. That's fancy radio terminology, like top of the hour. Who's got a clock that's on the wall now? That's what it means, by the way, because the 12s are the top of it. It's so dumb. Whatever, top of the next hour. D-Cell loves the expression. Do you like the expression? I hate it.
3: I love when you do a deep dive into expressions and phrases.
2: When I started in radio, I don't know, 8, nine, ten years ago, and they're like, they're like oh, we'll do this at the bottom of the hour. I just know what they're talking about. The bottom of the <laughs> hour? Isn't thats that 8.59? That oh, no, because the, the the 30 is the, on the clock. Well, I have a digital watch. I don't even have a watch. I have a phone. I have an iPhone, and it just says 8.23. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, Houston Nuts is going to join us in about 45 minutes. We've got a bunch of other stuff lined up for you. But uh, before we get to all of that, I do want to talk about the head coach and the GM in Arizona. They gone. They fired. Apparently, a guy who doesn't want to study film is going to have some insight. The debacle, the mess, the disarray, the dumpster fire, that is the Arizona Cardinals next year on CBS Sports Radio. All right, here we go. For wild card round action, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, NFL is the place to go. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. It's easy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code REITER. That's my last name, so it's easy. R-E-I-T-E-R. New customers can bet $5, just 5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code REITER, R-E-I-T-E-R, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be president of state where lawful to wager 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario and Ohio. Bonus issued as is free bets. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing of a bet up to ten dollars. Eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And state specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope and Wire. Text Hope and Wire. That's four six seven three six nine. Eligibility in terms of Sportsbook.com, DraftKings.com/slash football terms.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
2: All right, welcome back into the show. Let's keep the theme going of picking on Diesel. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me actually give Andrew an opportunity to correct me. I don't know what Andrew likes more, D-Cell. Correcting me or correcting you? What what, what do you think on the the bogus correction power rankings?
3: There's definitely more opportunity to correct me, so I think he really leans into that and enjoys that more. I will not correct you here. Correct.
2: I was going to go with... There's more opportunity to correct you, but he really likes it when he sneaks it between the, the ribs on me. Uh, Andrew, I made the point at the start of the show, because that was my impression, that as, as TCU went through an epic humiliation, that I think it's still going to lead to some some midterm possible success for them. It's I think it's painful, but I still think there's a lot of promise in that program and getting there is a big deal. As TCU's fan base and, and players and the young men with dreams and hopes were just squashed national TV, that, that it felt like D-Cell was really reveling in and enjoying, and being smug in a tax exchange with us. That may be an unfair... I had a lot going on last night. Is that, a, is that an unfair rendering of the vibe that, that that Tommy over here, Pretty Daddy Muscles, sent out to us?
0: No, I mean, it's smug, but it's also... Um, it's a little tired at this point. I mean, his, just, his base response is, Oh, can't wait for the playoffs, more games. Can't wait for expansion, more games. I mean... Better competition, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've had enough. I know you. I have too. We just responded different ways to it. I was hoping I he went think to sleep, I snapped a little
2: bit on the text message. I sent you a note like, "Oh, that was a little, that was a little harsh." And I said you were fine. Yeah, you did. You said, give it more. All right, Diesel. There you go. You've been your mean person. We won't know if I'm
3: wrong until the expanded playoff starts. Oh, so until then. You, I'm gonna you be can Mr. Stop Smug. It. We won't know you're wrong. Yes, I'm we I'm gonna will. be
0: Mr. Smug. All right. Well, I'll be. I'll begin to fight back on your argument. There have been blowout Super Bowls, right? Absolutely. So, do you think there should be less playoff teams in the NFL? Actually, yes, I would sign up for that. How many should they be? Should there be four?
2: Yeah, is that, is that four? Is the move? Yeah, I mean,
3: I could. I could do four.
2: Oh come on! You don't even mean that. You want to go to five? You think there should be four teams in the NFL playoffs? I mean, I don't. I don't like the direction we're going in with more and more. That wasn't the question. You said how many, and he said how about four, and you were like, "Oh, that's the argument I'm making in college football. I better say yes." You don't think there should be four teams in the playoffs in the NFL? Why not? Because Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles. Who I don't even remember. Niners. Niners. Come on, man. Yeah, and we can eliminate if if
3: you're under 500 and you win your division, you don't get in. Tom. All these teams
2: getting in is not good for every sport. It waters it down. Who's? I have a history. Bogus, who's the GM that was on TV of the Detroit Lions who decided to draft a wide receiver with every pick he had for Matt three Millen. Years? Matt Millen had a tendency to never be able to admit at any point that he'd ever been wrong on anything on the face of the earth. And I'm just going to say, apropos of nothing we've been talking about for the last three minutes, that's not a great trade. It's okay <laughs> to be like, ah. Maybe not. Where's the evidence? Maybe I won't draft a receiver this time. Where's
3: the evidence (laughs) of saying that four NFL teams would be bad? We've never. Oh my God, Tom! You're the evidence. We've (laughs) never done it when we've had 32 teams. Get what are you talking about, man? There's so many games this weekend that just won't matter. They
2: don't matter. These teams shouldn't be in the playoffs, dude. We've seen multiple teams get in as the last seed and win the Super Bowl and make the Super Bowl. They shouldn't
0: have the opportunity to get there. The Packers? Didn't the Giants do it in one of those runs, too? Yeah, and if you want to talk about like the, the Bucks shouldn't have a home game, okay, fine. Or seven is too many. But in your theory, we don't get Joe Burrow in the playoffs. That's what you want?
3: Let's just you, put the Cardinals and, and
2: Kyler Murray in there. Why not? How can you get mad at Kyrie Irving for not admitting the Earth is round when you have when you also are like, <laughs> I said this out loud, and therefore it is true forever. <laughs> Come on, man. You want four teams. I'd rather
3: four than seven. I'll say that much.
0: And we're gonna, It's gonna be a few
3: years until we get eight. Yeah, we're gonna have half the team, half the teams in the league in there.
0: Well, that would be that would be sixteen teams. So we'd be yeah. All right, we'd we'll be there. Fine, that's fine. No, he's right on that part. On that part. I
3: mean, come on, dude.
2: You want four te- I'd rather four than seven.
0: No, you wouldn't.
2: Yeah, I you would you would I mean I just I'm 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 rarely speech I'm I'm rarely speechless and and I'm I off to a rough I, start this week with you guys. Well, I mean it's, it's not with us; it's, it's with Lockley. It's, it's only, only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Come on. Tuesday. Come on, you know you're allowed to be like, "Hey, I was wrong," or you could just say, "Well, I, I, college and NFL are different." I mean, it's a you don't have to just double down. On, all right, you know what? That's great. Let's let it's time to move on. Um, Cliff Kingsbury has been fired. Steve Keim has been fired. Uh, Kingsbury, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, or at least he was. Kime was the GM. Now Keim has been on uh, a uh, medical leave of absence since December, and um, these guys uh, had were, were given extensions recently. And I believe that the one for Kingsbury went till 2027. Is that the? I mean. The, Whatever cool, fancy, ridiculous house he's in when they show the draft and other moments that cost... I live in L.A. I'm going to guess $40,000 a month. Don't worry, everyone. He can afford it because Arizona gets to pay him to go away. 17-44 and 44 after a, a pretty strong start. Uh, through 2021, his teams went 42-21 in the first seven games. And then 17-44 and 44 after that. I mean... To me, guys, this is inevitable. It had to happen. The only thing I don't understand is the reporting that's out there that Kyler Murray is going to be involved in the coaching search. I guess you can only pay so many people money to go away, and I know Kyler is the quarterback you've committed to. But in what world has Kyler Murray shown any – it's the tail that wags the dog. For me, Kyler Murray needs a quarterback who can bring out the best in him on the field and in terms of leadership and responsibility. He He does. He needs an adult in the room, not to pick the person who's his hall monitor. Kyler Murray is not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean Aaron Rodgers didn't have that much to say. And that maybe was a mistake, but but those guys have earned a historic level of accomplishment, I think, to leverage and have some terms over their organizations. Peyton Manning when he played. What is going on in Arizona? What are these guys doing?
0: Diesel, I'll take this one. I'll anger Bill. <laughs> I actually can defend this. Come on. I've never actually understood the immediate pushback on this idea. These guys make so much money, and some of them are so hard to get rid of, and you need them to be good. You need them to get along with the guy that's in charge. Why wouldn't you talk to him? Now, I'm not saying pick the guy that Kyler Murray wants. I'm not saying even listening to Kyler Murray's advice. lip service. But but why would you not at least give him the idea that he's involved? But even if you wanted him to be involved, it's okay if he's involved. He can't make the choice, but you should better make sure that he and this new coach can coexist so Kyler can be the best possible Kyler.
2: I mean, to your point, and and Tom, I want you to – this is just a little real-life example – you may be right. I may be wrong on this because I, as I think about it, it is true that Kyler Murray just waited these guys out, right? That was the, the main thing that hit me is he knows, and it's the obvious, he is not going anywhere if there's any kind of a problem, even if he is the problem. And there, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't belong as a head coach in the NFL. Maybe he'll become an offensive coordinator of someone like the Patriots after he takes an offensive coordinator job at the college level for, for, for three hours. Then he'll you know, maybe be an OC at a place like New England. And, you know, I can't speak to Kime well enough to to give you a sense of what happens to him. He'll probably get, like Scott Pioli did, some advisor job with some buddy. Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. But he does need sometimes people that are in positions of influence and, and power and success and money. And that's true in our business, guys. I mean, not for, unfortunately, anyone that's, I think, the three of us. But I've known a lot of people that make millions of dollars doing what we do for a living who desperately needed the right person in charge of them in order to actually, like, be productive and do their job. And it's certainly true in sports. I just don't—I don't know that Kyler Murray's going to embrace anyone who requires of him the things it will take for Arizona to be successful. And so for me, I think you just go hire a coach with as big or a bigger name than Kyler Murray who has the clout, not a former college coach, who's all shine and sizzle and snap, crackle, pop, and, and no substance, to just have leverage in the room and in the locker room for me.
3: To both of your guys, to, to both of your points, Bogus, in this specific instance, I understand your point, get him involved, maybe it's lip service, he can't make the ultimate decision. But this is a guy in Kyler Murray who felt all the feels when it became public that there was a study clause in his contract. If you go in a different direction than his recommendation, than other, you know, you hire someone that's not who he wants. What's to say he's not going to feel all the feels again and become another Dumpster fire, just like his
0: contract was. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. If that's When he sets it on fire? If that's the situation that exists, it, that'll be a very significant conversation to have with whoever else is in my actual inner circle figuring things out. But you begin doing this, and you get down to three or four people. I, I, and, and by the way, Michael Bidwell said yesterday, it's Kyler and other team leaders. It's not a Kyler-specific thing. So other people are gonna, other players are going to be involved in this. I don't know why you wouldn't run this by players. I, I I've, Again, like I said, I've never understood what this is. But he did run is. up
2: by players. He was like, Kyler and I have texted.
0: Yes, and then he said Kyler and other leaders of the you team on the phone, will be part we, of this oh. conversation. So, like, yes, Kyler, Kyler seems to have won, whether it was a direct power struggle or just simply the last man standing, he's won right now. And you, why wouldn't you and, not and, get his input? We, again, don't take it, but get it. Fair. That's fair. I just—I would—and th-
2: maybe if this is just to the media to, to, to give Kyler— let him save face, but I'm going after a name, and I, that leads me to a question for you guys. If I, I, I'm, when it comes to Sean Payton's certainty of success, I am not as, I'm not as convinced as other people. I, we've discussed this on the air. I think the Drew Brees factor is a really significant advantage. But he wants to coach Sean Payton. He's got a name. He's got a Super Bowl, right? He's got leverage. Doesn't mean Kyler would listen. But if Kyler won't listen to a guy with that kind of resume, he's never going to listen. And you got a bigger, even bigger problem than you have now. If you're Sean Payton or a coach of that level, of that stature, a guy that will be in demand, do you want this job? Do you think you can turn Kyler Murray into a success? Hard pass. Hard, Hard pass. pass. I wouldn't even entertain
3: it. And I know Peyton you know, did an interview with the, uh, with the Denver Broncos last week, and he confirmed it on Fox this weekend. I wouldn't want either one of those jobs. No thank you. I wouldn't want Denver. Kyler Murray is a head case, and we know it. We know he's super talented on the field. Yes, he's undersized. Yes, it's an injury risk. He's a head case why would Sean Payton
0: want to do that no thank you but you're forgetting that all of these guys think they can fix everybody they yeah. always think that they're the guy that can get through I've got the right scheme I've got the right message if the Cardinals can't hire one of these frontline guys that's the upset and then that tells you what the rest of the football world thinks of Kyler Murray
2: it is a good you're right it's a good litmus test who is more I'll answer first because I have, I' have a thought on this it's a hard one so I'll, who is if you if if Sean Payton is a guru if he is a quarterback whisperer if if his success transfers right if if it, if a lot of what we saw in New Orleans was about him who is easier to fix over the next three years four years whatever Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray I'm actually gonna go Russell Wilson
0: oh and I'd go Kyler because I think Russell I think Russell's problem is is a decline of talent and he's only gonna get older he's, he's only gonna get slower I, he's just he's going in that direction Kyler still is on the ascent in theory. His whatever immaturity, lack of professionalism, that still might do him in. But he's still a baby in the grand scheme of things, from a football playing standpoint. And he's the peak is not there yet. What you're doing with Russell Wilson is managing the decline from the peak. I'm not signing up for that. I'd rather I'd rather take my if I only if I had to take a job and those are the only two ones there. I'd rather take the swing on Kyler than ride down the cliff with Russ.
3: Hard to argue. I completely agree with Bogus. I mean, Russ Whoa. is done. We, we've said it all season. He looks Doesn't washed. feel good, does it? No. It doesn't feel good, does it? take on. it
0: back. Get me to Denver. Let's ride. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think Arizona is the lesser of two evils in that specific situation.
2: That's really funny. I, I, feel, I felt bad about my take. While Bogus was talking, and then Diesel comes in and completely redeems me. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right, I got a really bad pun for you. I just want to try it on before we before we go. You ready for this? I'm never
3: ready for these, but let's go. This is go. for
2: you, Andrew. Don't don't look away. Come on, man. Eye contact with me here. You ready for this? I think so. You've got the moving computer app again, where it. it, it it's like it's like it's on a jib. What are you in a in a TV studio? Like well, it moves. I was really freaked out to the point
3: I had to ask him about this yesterday I think because I was yeah. so freaked out by it. Yeah.
0: So Santa brought me a new iPad, and when I Ooh. got here for the first time with new iPad and signed into our little Skype thing, a window popped up that said new feature, I forget what they call it, but it's but the it somehow can keep me centered in the shot. Wherever I go, like it follows me and it's keeps cool. me in the middle. So I don't know if that is iPad-specific, a new Zoom update that you guys haven't run yet on your things. But, yeah, I, I'm looking at it now and messing with it. It's kind of fun. could be a fun. Christmas
2: elf in there just moving it. It could be. It could be. Some of that Santa magic. Speaking of magic, Cliff Careers Kingsburied. <laughs> okay.
1: Not bad. Yeah. A little a yeah. little long,
2: but not bad. It's a little wordy. Yeah. Yeah. By the transitive property, though. You guys keep making
0: jokes.
3: I'm not making jokes. I I'm not. I generally don't get
0: it. Okay. What was the final of TCU-Michigan, D-Cell? Was it 51-45? Yeah, I think you got that so right. So that's a six-point differential. So by the transitive property, Georgia would have beaten Michigan last night. 71 to 7 or 65 to 1 they would have added the 6 points that TCU beat Michigan to their funds. so I guess they would have won 71-7. Seven. That's
2: the transfer property.
0: Before
3: yeah. I laid out that text last night I generally didn't know how to even ask the question. <laughs> That's how lost I am.
2: Um um we have a question from 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 a, from a, a listener, uh, Joe Burrow, Burrow 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 wants to know Burrow. I don't know somebody first time
0: first time long time from Cincinnati first time long
2: time tweeter uh, wants to know whether there's anyone else whose character D-Cell, you'd like to disparage.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I'm good on Burrow. He doesn't ham anything up. We're good there. <laughs>
2: you really? Who got mad at you? Which listener? It was like a All huge decel fan. All of
3: them. We went back and forth <laughs> last. We went back and forth several times last night. Yeah, he, I think he's still a fan of me, liked some of my takes, not all of them, but it wants nothing to do with me anymore.
2: That is very, yeah, do you remember who it was? I meant to write it down. Uh, Dear sir, please forgive Tom.
3: uh, Tim, Tim Skipper, I believe.
0: Tim Skipper, you know who who (laughs) Cell is. Skipper Tim. You you can, Skipper (laughs) Tim, you can make this work. Don't
2: give up on something beautiful. All right, should we do a, a final NFL power ranking? Should we just? What the hell? Should we camp it? No better way to start the playoffs. You know, let's let's do only four teams, though, because that's how many should be in the playoffs. I see what you did there. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) NFL Power Rankings coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. I'm
0: Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
1: Like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Trick Responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago,
1: Illinois. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, so
2: I'm not a big Facebook guy, despite the fact many of you find me on there. I appreciate all the instant messages, and I'm sorry, I look at it once a month. How often do you open Facebook, Tom? Uh, more often than you.
3: Um, I actually, I'd say once a day, honestly. Daily? Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm in the once every two months range, which is terrible. But I have a wife who just does it for me. And apparently, because she got one of these notices, right, that you get, it is the uh, it is the one year, or sorry, the 10-year anniversary of the first time I did a radio show. Ten years ago today, uh, I started a show at a different, lesser, but thank you nonetheless, different network. And I, uh, I had a s- Sunday show, it looks like. For three hours with Artrell Hawkins, who is one of the most gracious colleagues I've ever had the pleasure to work with in any of the sort of multi-media areas that I've been lucky enough to make some money and, 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 and have a living. Artrell's such an incredible guy, and uh, he was the lead, and I, in radio parlance I was the two, and ten years ago today, sell the path to me and you being best friends.
3: Happy anniversary, first off, and uh, ten years that's nothing. Ten to years. At. That's a long time.
2: Uh, not bad, right? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, are you ready for the final power rankings of the year? Are you ready for this magic?
3: I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Some will
1: rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. <laughs> Number five.
2: I got the Eagles here. I don't want it to be seen as any kind of disrespect because I think Tom there's for me only five teams that I legitimately believe have a, a reasonable opportunity to win the Super Bowl this year. And the Eagles are one of those five. I've got them a little lower than some other teams, including a team in the NFC, largely because of my uncertainty about Jalen Hurts. And not even I mean health is part of it, but just in terms of rust and sharpness. And what we saw this past weekend, when they're clicking, when they're hitting on all cylinders, this is one of the best teams in the National Football League I've just got. And Tom, if you want to jump, I've got a level of hesitancy that I can't point to for any specific reason other than that. But truly, I've had hesitancy all year, even when Hurts was 100% healthy and 100% Matt, Matt Sharp.
3: I can't put my finger on it either. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen Hurts do it. I don't know if it was because coming into this season, not even the Eagles were sold on Jalen Hurts being their franchise quarterback. I don't know if that's it for me, but I'm with you that I have this little feeling in my stomach about the Eagles that I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get as far as they should.
2: I, I'm with you. And obviously they are the team in the NFC with, with the, with the buy. Number four. Put your... Uh emotional seatbelt on. It hasn't been Purdy, but they're here, Tommy. That Niners defense is so good, bro. It's so good. And the thing that I think, on top of Purdy's very surprising level of calm in the face of so much pressure and the storm of expectation of helming a quarterback or helming a team as quarterback with these kinds of opportunities and ceiling, to say nothing to being obviously a rookie Last pick in the draft, everything you know about the guy. On top of just the calm he's shown, which bodes well, there are so many offensive weapons on that team. There are so many guys at every position that you look to and are game changers. It is a security blanket of a kind for, 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 that, for that QB. He doesn't have to put up 35. There's going to be a lot of opportunities, I think, in this run where they're going to score 17 or 21 or 24 points, and that's going to be more than enough. I, I love the Niners' chances, but obviously how their young quarterback fares is going to be really important.
0: Number three.
2: I've got the bills here. I know many will have them markedly higher. It's hard for me, Tom, to classify these guys and even talk about them coming off the Demar Hamlin thing. But football is is moving on. By the way, Demar Hamlin released from the hospital and home. Thank God! Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful news. This is not a shot at Buffalo so much as it is an incremental level of belief in an even, I think, barely superior team above them, and then a team I think is superior to everybody. We'll get to in a second. I just I worry about their red zone offense, I worry about their their lack of a run game, I worry about the ability for great defenses to match up against Josh Allen and he is primarily the focus of what they do especially again when they get Within fifteen or twenty yards of that end zone, and I just worry that the Bills, as great as they have been this year, have not been their sharpest. They've been good, but I don't think they've been their sharpest at the end of the season.
0: Number two,
2: and this is, I guess, the Bengals are here for the opposite reason to the Eagles, right? It's an opposite feeling. There's all the things you can point to. I'm just with Joe Burrow. I think every team he plays for is a is a window. The window is open, and this is a really good football team. Confidence matters. Swagger matters. Being in rhythm matters. Momentum is a serious force. In postseason football in the National Football League, and after, what, an 0-2 start, their level of play, their ability to battle, some of the big wins they've had against big teams, they believe in themselves, because I think they're every bit as good as the team last year that made that run to the Super Bowl. Number one. My Chicago Bears. No, i was kidding. That's three years from now. I mean, it's the Chiefs. And I know there's weaknesses in the defense, although there was a time, I think we've just started to look past this, when the Chiefs not being a bottom five or bottom seven defense was enough for them to be the Super Bowl contender. Guess what? They're not. They're a mediocre team defensively, which makes them an outstanding football team overall. They have shown that the absence of Tyree Kill wasn't going to slow down in a significant way this offense. Patrick Holmes is a machine. They do play with their food. They do start slow. There is this mighty Casey striking out, sort of being laxed days ago early on in the count. I'm not worried about it. They also have the benefit, the benefit of the of the buy, and they have the benefit. I know there's some coin flip scenarios, but they also have the benefit of with the rescene in the National Football League, of not having to play the Bengals and the Bills. That is a significant, significant factor. But it really, Patrick Mahomes is an all-world, ridiculous superstar quarterback. We know all these things. We just get tired of him. We look past a little bit. The Chiefs forever, man. And the Chiefs right now, they are the best team in the National Football League.
1: Honorable mention.
2: This one goes to the Vikings and Dallas because this is the only time you're going to get mentioned in an honorable way going forward. I think they're both, I'm not sure they're both losing Tommy, but I think they can. I think one of them will go down. You know I don't believe in either of these teams. And I saw a standover over the last 24 hours. I can't believe it's true. I know we're out of time. Dallas has never beat Tom Brady. Can that be true? <laughs> we got to fact check it.
3: Yeah, we got to fact check that one. But
2: it wouldn't shock me. That is unbelievable if that's accurate. Of course, to be fair. Dallas never beats anybody when it matters, and every game against Tom Brady matters. So maybe that's it. Vikings fans, Cowboys fans, by all means, line up the Twitter. I'm ready. Bring it after the weekend. though. all right. Let's let's circle back to the college football and that Georgia destruction of TCU. Let's do it with Houston. Not our buddy, longtime former college football coach. Next year on CBS Sports Radio.